Cody Yost is a 33-year-old computer science major who has a passion for music. He is the vice president of MadHacks and is in the beginning stages of starting an open mic night here at CSUN. Yost believes that students who are passionate about music deserve the chance to perform. We discuss how he got involved with MadHacks, the Lancaster community, and the importance of separating our time from our jobs and passions. Mattahacks started by Ariel. He uh, wanted to do a hackathon, which is like a marathon programming session. He wanted to set it up because there are hackathons on campus, but he really wanted to include other schools and and other hacking entities and stuff like that uh, to really kind of extend the networking of beyond CSUN. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am currently the vice president of Mattahacks. We're working on getting a new Mattahacks done, but because of the switch from online to physical, we're currently like planning our bases on whether or not we want to do it online, whether or not we want to do it physical, because we've never done it physical before. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing another contest and that's focused more on getting people confident and getting people ready for the Mattahax as well, uh, the Mattahax hackathon as well. But that's also still in the works. How did you get into Mattahax? During the pandemic, I was really kind of, I really wanted some kind of community mm-hmm. or I just wanted to reach out because I really just don't like online learning. I didn't really like the fact that we we're away from everybody and all this other stuff. And uh, I really wanted to challenge myself, so I kind of made it a a personal goal to join hackathons, even though I wasn't very certain that I could be of any use to anything. I just figured even just having an extra person there would help. So I just joined hackathons. I did the Layer 8 hackathon, and then I I didn't do well in it. So I wanted to try again, and I ended up joining the Hacks hackathon. And I spoke with Ariel, the president at the time, and the founder, and he really started to push me to to be more involved in everything. So you also mentioned something pretty interesting that I thought was worthy mentioning. You were actually playing the guitar earlier before mm-hmm. we started. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of going to go into what I plan on talking <laughs> about next, which is music. Yeah. You said you were 33 and you're starting a musician's club here on campus. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about it? So I'm not necessarily starting a musician's club. I actually just spoke with Mesa, which is the Musicians uh, Music Entertainment Students Association. It's a club on campus currently headed by uh, Jeffrey Izzo. And I, before the pandemic, I had spoken with him about starting up an open mic. I'll get into that in a second. And eventually he was just like, "Just, just join Mesa and we'll give you everything you need to do to do the open mic. So now I am kind of like the more public facing extension of Mesa. They call the group, the Society of Musicians and Songwriters of Northridge, which is something that I wanted to start when I was a kid and I first started taking up music and stuff. I didn't have anybody to play with. And it was another one of those situations where I just threw myself wholehearted at whatever I could find. And I ended up in a band called Order 66. And we were, you know, we recorded, we toured, we put out merch, we did a whole bunch of, a lot of really fun and exciting things. Mm -hmm. And it was probably some of the best 
the best time I've ever had in my life. It's just one of those things where I, when I left the Antelope Valley where I was living before, I was just want for another community. I, I have to surround myself with people. I feel like I'm one of those people that if, if I work with other people, it just makes me better and making other people better makes me better. And you know, working with people that are better than me makes me better. So it's one of those things where I have to throw myself into it. I have to do everything I can. And because I didn't really see a community out here when I moved out here, there's a lot of problems out here with music. I just decided to start here and to start with the music club and everything. Out here, the way it works is that to get any stage time at all, you have to pay money. Mm -hmm. So like I go to an open mic night at a place called the Guitar Merchant in town. And that costs me five bucks. Mm -hmm. And it's a $5 donation. The money goes directly to the sound guy. It's a great setup. But I don't know a whole lot of college students that can afford $5 a week mm-hmm. for eight minutes on stage. Mm-hmm. That's like two songs, typically. Yeah. Uh, that's typically like two songs. And there's this whole thing of like the the 10,000 hour rule. Mm-hmm. You have to do something for 10,000 hours to be proficient at it. I just can't see anybody in the in the music department being good at live performing if they don't get a chance to practice it. Mm-hmm. If they don't get a chance to go out there and experience it, not just as the way that the CSUN provides, because CSUN does provide live shows and stuff like that, but also in the independent manner. That's harder for CSUN to provide for legal reasons, for macro reasons, for micro reasons, all these other things. So that's what I'm That's my goal. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to provide the ability for people to get up on stage, experience it, express themselves. I mean, (laughs) I've done a lot of weird stuff in my life, and most of it just centered around the fact that I was either near a stage or on a stage. Yeah. So. (laughs) You said that you want to inspire students. Is this, do you feel like this is going to be a way to get students to like kind of open up and, you know, really let themselves shine, whether that's on stage or just like with like a guitar, piano, you know, trumpet, all of that stuff, whatever they feel is necessary for them to kind of let that inner <laughs> voice, you know, like break through. Um, like, how do you feel like, do you feel like that will, you know, help? So I come from Lancaster and Palmdale. Lancaster and Palmdale have a a great amount of very supportive people within the scene. Michelle Navarrete, Nate Dillon. Nate Dillon is actually a teacher at ABC. Michelle Navarrete does a lot of uh, art projects and stuff and hosted for a very long time an open mic night. And I used to go to her open mic nights as often as I could. My band played there. I played with other musicians there, everything. And it was one of those things where Lancaster doesn't have a great reputation. It really, like most people you ask about Lancaster, they're like, oh, that's 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 kind of a, a hood place. And, you know, it's a scary place and all that stuff. But you really saw people shine and you really saw kind of like the diamond in the rough when it came to open mic night. Even if it was just somebody that was getting up there and playing like a song that they liked over their phone into a microphone and dancing to it. It was one of those things where it's like you can see a genuine person Mm -hmm. if they put their passions on the line like Mm -hmm. that. And uh, it really does help to bring out who you are. I mean, I know you started this interview with what your major is, you know, Mm -hmm. 
oh, you're a computer scientist or a computer science major. And yeah. it's like, I am. That's what my job's going to be. But I, I refuse to ever think that I am what my job is. Yeah. And I have a lot of passions and a lot of other things. And I just, I don't think like a computer science major is encapsulates any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, even the stuff that I want to do with computer science may not necessarily lead people to think I'm a computer science major. Yeah. So, and it's the same thing with everybody. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people have like nursing tendencies, you know, they want to take care of people and stuff like that. But like, I know a bunch of nurses that, you know, are just amazing, multifaceted, beautiful people that mm-hmm. go far beyond the noble practice of nursing, you know, and, or like, I know a bunch of teachers that like, when you're on this side of the desk and you're like staring down a teacher and stuff, it's like, they barely seem like a person because they're just constantly putting out information, but having teacher friends and stuff like that, you really do start to see like, oh, these are like real people. (laughs) No, exactly. And I also think, um, it's really interesting that you put that in perspective because you're kind of putting, you know, the podcast name beneath the surface kind of in per- into perspective with a teacher you look at them and go okay they're my teacher but you forget that like at the end of the day they're not just they're not a teacher they're a person and you know like a doctor is not just a doctor they're a person with a family and I guess that goes into like the next thing is like why do you feel it's important for students to let themselves like explore their passions or explore things like like on an open mic night like just really letting them have at it so i mean depression uh and isolationism all these terrible things all these you know mental problems are only on the rise as of late and stress is astronomical these days and i feel like when my girlfriend graduated from here there was a big problem when she first started going here this was six years ago i think it's 2016 Mm -hmm. she first started going here Started the Donald Trump administration. There are rumors of kidnappings happening around campus. It was like the second year in a row where there was a uh, shooting threat on campus during finals. It didn't actually happen, but, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's really important to say here, but yeah. it, it is all these things. And it's a culmination of all these stressors. It's a culmination of all these people not having outlets, yeah. not having community, not having all of these things. And Number one, I don't think somebody needs to go to church to have community. I don't think somebody needs to be in AA to be able to lean on somebody and say, like, hey, I need your help. Yeah. And um, I think in a lot of ways, the way that people communicate that is through art and through what they do and through everything else. I have I've watched people break down on stage because they're saying like, oh, you know, this song is about my mother who died recently and this goes out to them. Or, you know, I've I've watched people absolutely collapse and, and I've watched people be brought up from, you know, the depths of their own depression just from being on stage and having that moment of acceptance from a crowd, that moment of like just being known that everybody knows that you're there. And it's really important and it's really empowering. Mm-hmm. It is one of those things where you do see stuff in a different light because you have that moment of like, 
if 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 not to anybody then just in this moment at least in this very tiny frame window i feel important i guess the last thing i want to ask you about is like you were talking about bringing the music scene to northridge and what do you think that's going to entail when you do start to see more people kind of getting coming behind you and just like you know well, um, backing you up, I should say. <laughs> the the first step is to just show people that you can do it. Yeah. And that was something that I learned from Nate was like, he was just a guy that just did it. He figured out a way to do it and he did it. And I'm lucky enough to be in talks with a coffee shop called Yonder Coffee. It's down the street. It's actually across the street from the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be having a show there. It's just going to be acoustic stuff for right now. But it's one of those things if... If you prove that there's a market for it, if people actually show up and actually want to see you and yeah. and actually want to be a part of it, then there are going to be more people that will accept that and will want that and will make space for it. And I think that that's the important part is like just showing that you want it, just showing that other people want it and, you know, proof of concept kind of stuff. You can listen to other podcasts and audio stories from the Daily Sundial at sundial.csun.edu or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Cameron Martell. Talk to you next time.